Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Wyoming Valley Church. Glad you're here this morning. Uh, we definitely have a different feel this morning than we typically do, but we're glad every single individual is here. Welcome to Wyoming Valley Church. We obviously have refreshments and coffee if you want to get some or haven't got any yet. Uh, we're here to do a, a couple things today. It's going to be a, a fast and loaded uh, little service here, but um, obviously some many of you, most of you have heard that we had a tragedy this past week, a uh, really hard thing. Uh, our, our Jeannie Desmond passed away uh, this past week, uh, very suddenly, and very heartbreaking, of course. And uh, she was close to many of us, myself included. I've only been here for a year and a half as your pastor, but Jeannie was an instant friend. Um, she just was so kind and so just willing to do whatever. And so Jeannie and I got close and became friends. And uh, so this is a hard day. It's Sad. There's no way around it. It's heartbreaking. It's shocking. Any word you want to use makes sense. But we want to do a couple things today. I want to sort of give you our schedule today because this wasn't what was planned, of course. Our plan was to continue through the book of Ephesians, uh, starting in chapter 6. Pastor Mel was going to speak to us. But sometimes God has different plans than we do, right? It's true. I do want to read a little portion of scripture before I read our schedule this morning. It comes from Isaiah chapter 55, and I want to read verses 7 to 9, because I think it's very fitting with what we're dealing with today. Isaiah 55, verses 7 to 9, I'm just going to read these three verses. It says, actually, I'm going to start in verse 6, even though it's not on the screen. It says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord, that he may have compassion on him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. That's an important passage. It tells us a lot. It gives us a unique perspective that although we think we know what's best, we oftentimes do not. It says, as high as the heavens are above the earth, so high is God's thoughts and ways higher than ours. So take the smartest person you know on earth. God's ways and thoughts are well beyond that person's ability to comprehend what is best and what is good, which means God has a different perspective than we do. And that's good, and that's okay, and we want God to have that perspective. We want God's ways and thoughts to be higher than ours. That doesn't mean it's easy sometimes, like today. It's not easy. But God has a plan. God has a purpose, and we need to rest and trust in that. And hopefully that will bring some comfort to our souls today. Our schedule today is this. I just want to tell you our schedule so you're aware of what's going on. We're going to briefly reflect on Jeannie's life. She was one of our own. We all dearly love Jeannie. So we're going to briefly reflect on her life. We're going to share the hope of Jesus Christ because I think that's what would honor Jeannie the best and most importantly what would honor God the best. Uh, we're going to pray for those affected by Jeannie's passing. Both Pastor Mel and I are going to pray. We're going to worship our great God in song as we typically do. And then we're going to finish things up today by having our missionary from Berlin, Germany, my sister Christy Walker, give an update in a, in a report from her time there in, in uh, Germany. So it's going to be a loaded day. It's going to be a good day, but it's, it's going to be a hard day. So that's our schedule today. I just want to share a few things that I learned about Jeannie because I didn't know her as well as some of you did. I know that, and I'm not going to assume that I did. But she was a friend of mine, and I, I got to know Jeannie in some ways. And I'm just going to share with you a few ways, a few good things about Jeannie uh, that I'm sure is just the tip of the iceberg. But Jeannie faithfully attended our church. 
Ever since I was here and well before that, Jeannie was a faithful attender of our church, attendee of our church, and, and she also brought Olivia and Buddy with her as, as long as I can remember. Almost every Sunday they were there with Jeannie in the children's ministry. That's a good thing. That's a really good thing. That's something to re- really lift up. Because we don't, that's not common today. It's not common that she was, people are that faithful to the church, but Jeannie was. And she brought the little ones because she, she honestly, she told me she thought it was important for them to hear about God and Jesus. That's why she did it. And it was hard sometimes for her to get those people here, those children here, but she did it anyways because it was worth it. That's something about Jeannie. Jeannie, as many of you know, faithfully made cakes for those who had birthdays in our church. Wonderful, amazing cakes. I mean... The skill that that woman had was just really, really amazing. And today's my birthday. I, I, I don't share that. To, I don't share for that reason, but thank you. I share just to say that today I would have received a cake from Jeannie, and that's. Can I say it's sad? I don't have that cake. Is that okay to say? Because um, that cake would have been amazing, and I would have eaten it. You got me a cake? All right, bring it on. Oh, you, oh, okay, well, happy birthday. Happy birthday. But Jeannie was, was that kind of person, too. She didn't, she didn't miss, and the cakes were amazing, and she did that faithfully as well. She also, many people maybe didn't know this, she faithfully for a long time cleaned our building. She cleaned our building, and she also did it for no pay. We were willing to pay her, and she said, no, I want to do this as a ministry to the church. So Jeannie faithfully cleaned our building as well. She read her Bible often. She read her Bible often. She told me about that. She told others about that. That was important to Jeannie, too, to read the Bible. It's a very, very good thing. It's hard to under, uh, overestimate that, of course. You guys can come on in. Please don't feel bad. Come on in and grab a seat. Yep, we've started a little bit. We're talking about our friend and a loved one, Jeannie. But come on in, grab a seat. Don't feel bad. Fill in wherever you can. Uh, Jeannie always showed kindness and respect to me she did she was she was she always referred to me as pastor todd she was very respectful very kind that's something i'll always remember about Jeannie. um she knew she knew her manners she knew who how to treat people that was a good thing uh, she was also willing to lend a helping hand i remember several times we were kind of in a pinch we needed some sort of you know kitchen item or whatever it was and Jeannie goes i'll go get it and she'd get in her car and she'd rush to go get it. She was always there to help whenever it was needed. That's, that's an amazing thing to know about someone. So Jeannie was there to help us when we needed her. And she also made really good food. She made a really amazing pot of chili. And I'm telling you that from a really amazing pot of chili maker. That Jeannie's chili was better than mine. And I told her that. And I don't tell a lot of people that. Even if it's true. But I had to say to Jeannie, Jeannie, your chili is amazing. And it was. She was a really good cook, of course. But I didn't know Jeannie as well as some of you. I know you. the stories could go on and on. The memories could go on and on. And probably they should. But this is the tip of the iceberg. But I just wanted to share those things that we'll miss. We'll miss those things. Those things are treasures to us. Those things are, are good traits about Jeannie that we'll hold dear. But I am certain of one thing. If we could ask Jeannie today, right now, what was most important? And if there was anything that she wanted us to know about the other side, because Jeannie's on the other side, I am certain that she would want us to know the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm certain of that. If Jeannie could tell us one thing today, it would be this very thing. And I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that as a way to honor Jeannie. I'm going to do that as a way to honor our Lord. I'm going to do that as a way 
to help us all receive this news as we should. So I want to share with you the gospel, and maybe you've heard it before. Jeannie heard it several times. Her little ones, Olivia and Buddy, heard it several times. Many of you guys have heard it several times. And this is fitting, too, because it's Christmas time, and we've just been celebrating the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ to this earth. But Jesus came to this earth to give us a present from God. That's really amazing, isn't it? He came to earth for the very specific reason of giving a present to us from God the Father. I know you probably got some amazing gifts this Christmas, but no gift can ever touch the gift that God gave us through his Son, and that's why Jesus came to this earth. You see, we're all sinners, including Jeannie, right? Her friends would say, yes, amen to that. Jeannie was definitely a sinner. But here's the thing about it. Jeannie was a sinner, but... We all are sinners. Myself, I am a sinner. And we are all sinners. And that's what scripture teaches us. And you can know that by your own lifestyle. You can also know that by the word of God. We are all sinners. We are all by nature separated from our loving God. Isn't that a big problem? That we are all sinners and God doesn't want it that way. But sin keeps us from a relationship with God. So what does God do about that? To just live in that separation for the rest of eternity? No, God loves us. God loves his creation because of our sin and our rebellion against God. Here's something even more tragic. We were all destined for an eternity in hell. I don't want to say it, but it's true. That's what sin does. It separates us from the one who loves us the most. Not because God wants it that way, but because that's what sin does. So God had a dilemma. To let that continue and to let us be destroyed or to help us in our sinful state. So you know what he did? He gave us the hardest, most costly present he could ever give anyone, his only begotten son. I'm going to tell you straight straight up, I have four sons. I have six children. I don't think I would do it. I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could sacrifice one of my children, even for a really good friend. But God gave up his only begotten son because his people we're in a, bad, in a bad state, in a bad situation. And so Jesus came to this earth. And as Jesus came to this earth, he had to leave everything in heaven. Everything that Jesus deserved as the Son of God in heaven, his royalty, his riches, his power, his praises, his adoration, he left it all in heaven because we needed him to. He left it in heaven and he came to this earth. And Jesus coming to this earth, he had to do a few things. Four amazing things happened. When Jesus came to this earth. Four separate presents he gave us when Jesus came to this earth. The first one is maybe a different present altogether, but he came as a man. He came as a baby. He didn't come down in spirit form. He didn't come down and write a message in the sky. He came down as one of us. Jesus wasn't a man in heaven. Jesus became a man because he had to be the representation of man to save them. So Jesus became a baby. That's what we celebrate at Christmas. So imagine the Son of God going from the throne in heaven to a manger as a baby, a poor baby on earth. That's what Jesus did. And Jesus came to give us four things, as I mentioned. He came to teach us truth. Because we didn't know truth. We were going the wrong way. We were all assuming that what we were doing was right. And we were wrong. Jesus came to teach us the right way. I teach my children. That's a loving thing to do. Jesus came to teach us the right things. He came to give us truth. He also came to display truth and love by serving us. Now, how wild a thought is that? 
that the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the Son of God, came to serve mankind. I mean, it should have been the other way around, right? But Jesus came to serve us. He came to give us what we needed. I Didn't I say that about Jeannie? Jeannie served man. Jeannie served people. But how much more amazing is it that the Son of God came to serve his own creation? He did. Then Jesus died as a sacrifice of payment for our sins to God because sin has to be paid for. God is holy. God does destroy sin and sinners. But if that sin is paid for, then he can forgive. He can restore. He can reconcile mankind to himself as a relationship for the rest of eternity. But how is sin going to be paid for if we're not going to go to hell? Jesus stepped on the cross willingly. He gave up his own life and he paid for all the sins of mankind. That's an amazing gift. That, that gift should blow our minds. That's what Jesus did. Jesus was willing to go to that length to love his creation. And because he did that, Jesus now offers everyone salvation free of charge. Free of charge. Come on in, guys. Jesus offers salvation free of charge if we will give up our sins if we will trust in Jesus and if we will follow Jesus with our lives, that salvation, that forgiveness, that restoration, that relationship with God for the rest of eternity is ours forever. And I can say amen to that because the only reason I'm a pastor, the only reason I have spiritual life today, the only reason I have anything good within me is because Jesus gave it to me. Free of charge. Jeannie knows this truth. And we all, Jeannie included, myself included, and you included, need this salvation. Every one of us. We cannot and we must not neglect the salvation offered to us by God free of charge. Because there is no other Savior. You know that, right? There is no other salvation. There is no other way for us to be back in a loving relationship with God. There is no other way for us to avoid the punishment of our sins. There is no other way to find eternal hope and eternal security except through Jesus. We don't do church because it's a fun way to fill a Sunday. We do this because it's the most important thing that mankind needs to hear. It was so important Jesus left his throne to come to earth, to tell us, to show us, to die for us, and to offer this free gift to every single one of us. And I... I want to say this to you all today. Please, if you need to, turn to Jesus today. The passing of Jeannie's unfortunate death proves that life is fragile. It's fragile. And oftentimes people pass suddenly. We don't know if tomorrow is coming. Tomorrow is not a guarantee. We have today. We have today. And I want to say this to you today. If you need to, turn to Jesus today. This is not a New Year's resolution. In 2020, I'm going to buckle down and I'm going to turn to Jesus. Today is the day of salvation. And I don't know if tomorrow is. And let Jeannie do us one last act of kindness. Remind us today that Jesus is the Savior we all need.
Amen? If you have any questions, if you're confused, if you want to talk about this further, I want to confidently say to you today, you can come and speak to me. You can come and speak to Pastor Mel, who's going to come up here in a little bit. And we want you to understand these things. We want you to not be confused. We want you to have the confidence that many in this room have of our relationship with God, that even if life takes us, even if we pass quickly from this earth, we will be with our Lord and Savior. We will be with our great God for the rest of eternity in a loving covenant relationship. We want that for you. Jeannie wants that for you. We're going to now pray. I'm going to ask Pastor Mel to come up. We're going to now pray for this whole situation. We're going to pray for those who are affected by Jeannie's passing. We're going to pray for all the details. We're going to pray for the message we just gave you that it would be received. I'm going to start prayer, and then Pastor Mel's going to pray, and that's how we're going to close this part of the service today. Let's just all bow and pray. Father, it's at these times that we don't really know what to say, but we lean upon you because your ways are higher than our ways. Your thoughts are higher than our thoughts, and you're on your throne. I don't understand why this had to happen. I don't, but I'm glad that you do, and I'm glad that you sovereignly direct the course of this world, Father, even the people that you take from this earth for your will and for your glory and for the best good that you can accomplish. And Father, I know that's what Jeannie's passing is going to accomplish. It's going to accomplish good. I pray for those who are affected by Jeannie's passing. It's hard on me. I was her friend. I was her pastor. But it's hard on those who are here, who are her loved ones, her friends and her family members, those who knew her a long, long time. I pray for those people. I pray that you'd give them the comfort that they need. I pray that you'd come near them by your spirit. I pray that you'd come near them by your truth. I pray that you'd come near them by the only comfort that a God can give and give what, what they need at this hour. Father, I pray for all of us that we would understand the brevity of our life here on earth. It's fast, it's quick, it's momentary. We think we have life in abundance and we do not. And whatever we need to do, Father, especially with our relationship with Jesus Christ, I pray that you teach us all to do it today. To make our relationship with you, God, through Jesus, the most important relationship we have. Because one day we will face eternity. One day we will see the other side. One day we will leave this earth. And I want every single person in this room, every single person I love, to have the hope of eternal life because that's why Jesus came. He came to offer salvation. He came to offer eternal life. Father, I pray. I pray that you'd bless this day, that this day would not be something that would break our hearts, but something that we'd remember fondly. We'd remember Jeannie fondly. We'd even use today to come together and embrace one another and love each other more than we did before, maybe because of what happened to Jeannie. And that would be a good thing, but you could accomplish so much good through this, and we ask that you would. Bring comfort. Bring healing, bring togetherness, and most importantly, bring salvation to the souls who are here. And we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we continue before you in prayer, and I too want to just say thank you, God, for the friendship that I had, that my family and I had with Jeannie, and uh, thank you for her, uh, her love, thank you for her servant's heart thank you for her desire to be here in church and bring others with her and her desire for your word father i'm reminded as pastor todd is 
talk with us about that probably the most familiar verse in the Bible, John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, perish eternally, but have everlasting life. And uh, Pastor Todd explained us that process, explained that process to us today, the gospel, the, the good news, that's what that word means. And Father, we're so thankful for in a week of uh, sorrow and hurt and pain that, that there is good news. Your word also says that Pete, there will be times of sorrow, but we don't, that we don't have to sorrow as those who do not have hope, the confident expectation of eternity. Your word tells us that we can know that we have eternal life, and we heard about that this morning. And God, I just pray that you'd use, uh, continue to use Jeannie's life as a lighthouse of uh, pointing people to Jesus, as we heard about that today. Father, yeah, there's going to be times of sorrow, there's going to be times of pain and hurt, and during those times, even that, we can cry out to you and ask for your peace, ask for your love, ask for your contentment to flood our hearts and our minds before you. And God, I thank you for our service, thank you that you brought so many of of Jeannie's family and friends today, and God, I just pray that you'd uh, that you'd be honored in what we've done today, what we've said today, and that uh, in 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 that way we're honoring Jeannie as well. Father, again, we just thank you for our church. Thank you that we can gather here today, and uh, as we've heard, God, we what we want to do is uh, point our honor, point our praise, point the glory to the Lord Jesus Christ for all that He's done in our lives. And we pray in his name. Amen. Amen. We're now going to transition for the rest of our service. We're going to praise the Lord. That's why we're here. That's a good thing. We're going to praise the Lord in song today. I hope you would sing. I hope you would think about the words. After that, our missionary Christy Walker is going to come up and give us a brief report on her time in Germany. Uh, there is going to be a brief uh, opportunity to give Christy some uh, support for her ministry. We have the outreach box out today. If you are touched and impacted by what she says today or you just want to support someone, who is serving God overseas. Our outreach box is in the lobby. You can give to Christie's ministry. So let's worship the Lord in song today. Let's all stand together while we worship. So highly it's a 
First of all, I, I want to announce that uh, the children are just going to stay here today. Our, our speaker this morning, which is, if you're a parent, you'll uh, understand this a little bit. This is a special day for me. I, I get to serve alongside of my son and uh, on his 40th birthday. Well, hey now. well yeah. I said birthday. I didn't say yeah. 40th. Nobody wants me to sing, so uh, yeah, so I won't. But also my, our daughter is here. Christy Walker is uh, a missionary that our church supports, and uh, she uh, was scheduled to be here anyway. And I'm not sure how this works, because of um, we wanted to spend some time 
thinking and praying for you know about Jeannie and so on. But I was supposed to preach today, so I'm the guy that gets uh, Mel. You're out, so I'm I'm out. But uh, but anyway, uh, it's an honor for me because I get to serve alongside of my of my kids. And uh, those of you that are from our church, you understand that. Um, this is a special day. Two of my children are here. My other son, Tra- our other son, Travis, is actually a pastor in Ankeny, Iowa, and he is speaking today. And so uh, today's a special day for me. But also my, my daughter, Christy, is our missionary. She lives in Berlin, Germany, and she's only here for one month. She's going to tell us a little bit about her ministry. But uh, if you're from our church, you've heard this speech before. Uh, Christy is the first girl in my side of the family in several generations. And one of the hardest things that I had to, ever had to do is say goodbye to my little girl about 15 years ago when she moved all of her stuff and got on an airplane and flew to Berlin, somewhere where I had never been before. And uh, as a dad, a dad of a little girl, uh, that was a hard day. But uh, also we rejoice that she's serving the Lord. And hey, we get to take vacations in Europe. So how about, how about that? I was talking to somebody this morning. Driving on the Autobahn is a blast. I got to tell you that. Just, just one, that's my that's my two cents for today. Anyway, Christy, come. Uh, Pastor Todd announced this already. Uh, yeah. Uh, if you are interested in uh, in supporting her ministry, then the outreach box is there. You can just put a gift there as well. And all I have to do is hit play. This is a video about Christy's ministry. International Baptist Church in Berlin, Germany for the last almost 16 years. I came over with just a willingness basically to do whatever God wanted to do with me here in Berlin and didn't really know for sure what that would be specifically. And it turned out that this this church, which was about two years old at the time, what they needed was a director of ministry. So I stepped into that role and have been doing that ever since and have gotten to see many, many students and kids and teens come to know Jesus Christ as Savior over the years. It has just been an honor and a blessing. When I first started thinking about missions and praying and telling God that I was willing to be a missionary, um, I started looking at the globe as a whole and wondering, you know, where, where might God lead me? And uh, I ended up taking German in high school for four years, and at the time, not really connecting the dots and understanding that that may be exactly where God is leading. And uh, took German in high school because I knew at the time that my ancestry was German, but that's all I knew. Later on, just kind of started to explore that whole topic of ancestry more and tried to figure out where, you know, where in Germany was my family from. And uh, through using resources like Ancestry.com, was able to figure out that um, on the U.S. census reports, my family kept listing Berlin, the city as uh, the place where they originated from. And so when God later called me to Berlin and to work for an international church here in Berlin, it was just a surreal experience to know that God was calling me back to a place that my family was originally from. And I am here now some 150 years later. Then that's been a wonderful highlight just to figure that out and realize in some ways these are my people and God has called me back to work and minister amongst the Germans. Hebrews 13.8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, 
and today and forever. I am rejoicing in the fact that God is immutable. He doesn't change. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Because lately there have been so many changes and transitions here in Berlin. As I mentioned, I've been serving in Berlin for going on 16 years. For the first 14 years, very little changed. The church planting team I worked with remained consistent, as did my role as the director of student ministries at Crossway. Our church is very transient, so people came and went, but overall I wasn't forced to deal with too many big changes. And then God gave us a German pastor. And what a wonderful gift Martin Schmill and his family have been to Crossway and to me personally. Shortly after that, God called one of the original missionary families on our team home to the States after serving in Berlin since Crossway's beginning. Since then, my new teammate, Patrick Tane, arrived in May. My teammates, who are also the founding pastor and wife of Crossway, the Dyes, left for a year in June. Interns, missions teams, friends, and family have come and gone. Many hours, many, many hours have been spent at Berlin's airports saying hello and goodbye, and there's no end in So incredible. God is sending both short-term and long-term laborers into his harvest field. People are At least four teens indicated that they prayed to receive Christ at our teen camp this summer, and several children at our day camp had serious faith conversations with their leaders and received Bibles. Students who came to faith in our youth group over the last few years are now leading others to Christ. The list goes on and on. God never changes, but he is constantly changing people. <coughs> the unique opportunity about Berlin is the darkness. I cannot stress enough to people watching this video or listening to this that that is the most fulfilling thing you can do with your life is place yourself in a spiritually dark place and shine. Shine your light for Jesus. The Bible encourages us not to hide our light under a bushel, but to let it shine. A city on a hill cannot be hidden, neither should our light for Christ be hidden in any way. Another thing that has been changing or will be changing soon is um, there's been a young man on our team for the last almost two years named Caleb Curtis. God brought Caleb over to replace me when I had to go back to the States for a year of furlough. Caleb has been an integral part of our team. God has used him in so many ways over here, but his two years is now uh, very soon coming to an end. And I mention that to say that we are greatly praying that God would bring others like him to Berlin to help fill some of the holes that are here in ministry. I am getting older. I've been doing youth ministry here in Berlin for, again, going on 16 years. And I would love to replace myself in, in the role of um, director of student ministries here or just see many, many young people come and get their feet wet in, in intern positions as I get to then lead them through an internship here in Berlin. I just challenge you to consider also, how can you be a part of missions? How can you be a part of fulfilling the Great Commission? I challenge you to consider how can you be a light for Christ, either right where you are, or perhaps you actually need to leave as I did, and go somewhere that actually needs your light even more.
I talk to people all the time who are convinced that they're supposed to stay right where they are. But is it possible that God is calling you out? How is God asking you to give your life to the Great Commission? All right. Can you hear me? Is this on? Yep. Yeah. Great. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, hopefully that gave you a taste of what it, what it looks like there in Berlin and what I'm doing in Berlin, a little bit of the church I work with. I just wanted to say to those uh, friends and family of Jeannie who are still with us right now, um, we're so, so, so glad you're here today. Incredibly glad you're here today. And I just wanted to say I hope you feel welcome to come back again and again and again knowing that Jeannie would have loved that. She would, she would love that. In honor of Jeannie, we hope you come back, and we hope you consider this your church family. I know that Wyoming Valley Church, that would mean a lot to them as well, because we dearly loved her too. She was loved here. Um, I just want to talk really, really quickly about this concept you heard me say at the end of the video of shining a light in the darkness. Okay, shining a light in the darkness. The Bible tells us, and I'm just going to read you a verse here quickly. It tells us that we are the light of the world. I'm just going to read this passage here quickly. Matthew 5, 14 through 16 says, You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Right? That would be weird. Instead, they put it on a stand, like a lamp stand, Okay. And it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Just a couple things from that passage today that I just, it stuck out with me. These are things, life lessons I've learned in Berlin, and I just want to pass them on to you today as reminders of what God tells us to do, okay? Number one, when it says you are the light of the world in that passage, that you is plural, okay? We, we as ch when we're children, we learn this little song, and some of you may know it, okay? You kind of put your finger in the air, right? This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, right? And we tend to kind of focus on the fact that it's an individual light. It's my light that I need to let shine, right? Well, imagine this, okay? Imagine that only one star existed. One. Is that enough? Is it as effective as all the stars in the, in the night sky? It's not as effective, is it? Not even close. This is a plural. You are the light of the world. Our collective light is brighter than our individual lights. Our individual lights are really important really important, but our collective lights are brighter, right? So let's just kind of think today is we have one life on this earth, right? One life on this earth, that life is our light. And that light can shine pretty, pretty brightly in a dark place, right? A candle or one light in a dark room makes a big difference. But an even greater difference is made by lots of lights, right? Like in the night sky, all the different stars. Wyoming Valley Church, let your light shine. Collectively, let your light shine in the Wyoming Valley. Make sense? 
And when I, when I think of this church, and I'm not usually here, I'm usually in a different church in, in a different country, but when I think of this church, I honestly think of light. I see the lives changed by Wyoming Valley Church. Lives are being changed. Lives are being impacted. And I think it's because your collective light is shining. There's individual light shining, but your collective light is shining and it's changing the lives of people from little to big. Well done, Wyoming Valley Church. Seriously, well done. You are lights. The second thing I noticed in this passage is we are, why are we lights? Why does the Bible call us white lights? We are the light of the world. Why is that? That's because God is light, right? God is light. John, 1 John 1, 5 says, God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. None of us can say that. None of us. In every single one of us, like Todd said today, we're all sinners. In every single one of us exists some darkness. Great darkness even. Right? But God is light. In him there is no darkness. And when we choose to place our trust in him, which is what Pastor Todd challenged us to do today, when we choose to place our trust in him, we are little lights reflecting that great light of the world that great light of the world. We become those reflector lights, right? Make sense? Yeah, but there's still, he's still greater. He's still so much greater, right? Listen to this passage, and I hope this gives us hope for the afterlife today, for those of us who know Jesus and trust Jesus. Listen to this from Revelation 22. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city. This is talking about the afterlife, okay? The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city, and his servants will serve him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads. There will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun, for the Lord God will give them light. That's how much light God possesses. No need for lamps anymore. No need for lights anymore and they will reign forever and ever. Okay, these are followers of Jesus, believers in Jesus Christ, will no longer need any other source of light. But while here on earth, light is pretty important. Have you ever lost electricity? Yeah, it's pretty important, right? In heaven, it won't be needed. My goodness, because God is there. Can you imagine no darkness of any kind, meaning no death, no sin, no violence, no hatred, no darkness of any kind ever again. The light of God is there, meaning not even a lamp is needed. But while here on earth, there's so much darkness that every life is needed. Every life that can shine the light of God is needed in this kind of darkness, right? Every kind of light like that makes a difference. So, is it automatic that just because we believe in God and we have placed our faith in Christ, is it automatic then that we're shining brightly? Do you think it's automatic? Does it happen automatically? How many of you are shining brightly for God every moment of every day, no exception? I'm not. I'm not. Okay, have you ever gotten really frustrated standing in a long line, waiting in traffic? Right, come on. 
Not every, <laughs> not every moment of my life am I shining brightly, okay? I'm going to give you a little illustration here, okay? It says, let your light shine. Let your light shine. It sounds like we, we possess light, but it's not always shining. That's what it sounds like to me, right? Let it shine. Okay, how many of you know what Alexa is? Yeah, Alexa, okay. How many of you have an Alexa? device in your home okay all right you'll understand the google okay that's an ex all right all right still doable but picture this for a second okay you can get of course you can talk to alexa about all sorts of things and we do but you can also get these smart outlets okay that allow you to pluck it plug a device into the outlet and then talk to alexa and tell her to turn on that device right so my dad and mom just got this and hooked it up like a day or two ago a smart outlet into a lamp, like a lamp into a smart outlet. So they can now say, Alexa, turn on the living room light. Okay? We have to do that. As, even as believers in Jesus Christ, we are lights, but that light isn't always shining because the passage says it's possible to put it under a bowl. Right? It's possible to keep it hidden. It's possible to not let it shine at all. So sad. Can you imagine knowing the great light of the world? and no one else knows you know him? Wow. That's terribly sad. That's why I moved to Berlin, Germany. I wanted to take my little light to somewhere dark and shine brightly for Jesus Christ. Right? And Berlin is one of those dark places. <laughs> A lot of darkness there, okay? But we have to let it shine. We have to tell it to shine, just like Alexa. Alexa, turn the living room light on. Okay, I have to tell myself that when I'm frustrated, when I'm ticked off, I'm having a bad day, I get a bad news report, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. Christy, shine your light. Shine your light. It's not shining right now, which means no one in this room with you or no one in this building with you, no one on this street with you is seeing the light of God. Because right now it's not shining. You're acting just like everybody else ticked off, frustrated, you know, I have to let it shine. And that's a challenge for you too. Um, number three, we have one life. We have one life, right? This was, today was a reminder of that. We each have one life. We have no guarantee how long it's going to last. We just don't. We don't know. God knows, but he doesn't let us in on that knowledge, okay? We have one life. And for believers in Jesus Christ, our life is our light. That's our, that's our light, okay? Let your light shine. We have this one life, okay? And we can make choices with that. We do make choices with that, okay? I'm going to give you another illustration here. Again, we have choices. We can either walk in light, with, in fellowship with Jesus Christ, walking in light, allowing him to literally reflect through us, right? So that everyone is seeing him because of us. The, the passage literally says that they may see your good deeds. Doesn't God shine when we love other people? When we embrace and love other people? Even, especially even people different than us, right? When we are that kind of loving, they see God. They see the light of God, right? And we have that choice. We can do that with our lives each and every day. So that by the, end of the, by the end of our life, 
We are known for light. We're known for light. We're a person of light. Okay, and if you wonder, am I known for light or am I mostly known for darkness? Ask your friends and family. Am I known mostly for light or am I known mostly for darkness? Ask your closest friends and family. They will tell you. Right? Yeah, but we have a choice to make. But, but we also have a choice to make if we've never yet come to Jesus Christ and understood what it means to have a relationship with him. I'm going to tell you quickly a story that just happened in Berlin about a, a, a man named Bob. That's his real name, actually. Okay, This summer, at, at a little sports camp, I invited a, a teenage boy named Jake to church. I said, Jake, we're going to church tomorrow. You should come with us. Teenage boy that just decided to stay after the sports clinic and hang around and talk to people. And we invited him to church. Well, Jake had never been to church before. So he goes home feeling a little insecure. He goes home to his dad and says, hey, I've been invited to church and I'd like to go, but I don't really want to go alone. Would you go with me? And his dad is Bob. His dad, his dad Bob said, uh, yeah, I would. I, I, I'll go with you because honestly, life is going so horribly right now that church, maybe church will help. You know, that's how we tend to think about church and God, right, sometimes. We wait until we need it, like a Band-Aid, a crutch, right? Life's going so bad, okay, maybe. Okay, maybe, finally. Well, that was, the, that was where Bob was at, spiritually speaking. So he didn't actually know God, but he felt like he needed help. Well, what we didn't know was Bob and Jake had just been kicked out of their apartment. They were homeless, okay? So what our church did was one of the families in our church gave them a home to live in opened their home. One of the men in our church opened his home to Bob and Jake, and Bob and Jake then had a home for a few months. And as human nature goes, that wasn't a perfect living situation. Would you love living with a stranger? Eh, not really, right? It wasn't perfect. So right before I came back to America for Christmas, Bob pulled me aside at church, and he'd been coming to church for months. He'd heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. He'd been loved on by so many people, Okay. He pulled me aside and he said, Christy, can we talk for a second? So we kind of went down a hallway at church and I said, what's up, Bob? And he said, I don't think I can come anymore because the man we were living with wasn't very nice to us and wasn't very nice to my son. Heaven knows if that's true. That's not the point. But Bob decided, I can't forgive him. Right? I can't forgive him and therefore I'm not coming to church. I can't go to church with somebody like this. Well, we're all like that. Have you ever offended anyone? Never. <laughs> Not a person in this room has never offended someone. We've all offended someone. Every single person in church is like this, right? So I say to Bob, Bob, listen. I understand it's really hard to forgive, but Bob, have you ever been forgiven by Jesus Christ? And he said, no, I don't think so. And I said, Bob, do you think you've ever offended God? And he said, uh, yeah. Many, many, many times, in many different ways. He knew. We all know, right? We all know. He defended God, and I said, Bob, today, just like Todd, Pastor Todd said to us today, today could be the day of your salvation. Today could be the day where you receive forgiveness for your offenses against God, and you become one of his children, one of his children of light. You know, and we had this long conversation. I spelled it out to him just like Pastor Todd did to you today. And at the end, I said, Bob, come on, come on. Let it be today, Bob, because 
you receive Christ today, you place your trust in Christ today, by next Sunday when you come back to church, God will already be giving you the power to forgive. You don't have that power right now without God. And you don't know what it feels like to be forgiven. It's such an amazing thing to be forgiven of every single offense. It's the most freeing thing in the world to know that you've offended God time and time and time again. And he is offering forgiveness and you finally receive the greatest gift in the world. And it's yours. Forgiveness is yours and you know that past, present, future, your sins are forgiven. And I said, Bob, he's offering this gift. He paid for it already on the cross. And he's offering it to you. It's free for you, but it cost him everything. Bob received this gift, and we had this long conversation. And you know what he said? I'm not ready. Bob, you're not re- You're not, wait. You're not ready to have your sins forgiven. No. I'm not ready. And heaven knows why, right? We all have a million excuses as to why we won't receive God's forgiveness. There's always this like mental Rolodex of excuses. I've heard some crazy ones, right? He's not ready. He said to me, Christy, can I have a couple, can I at least have a couple more days to think through it? And I said, well, Bob, in theory, you can have a lot more days, but do you have that many? Are you sure you have that many? No, you're not. None of us are. Today was a reminder of that. We aren't sure. We aren't sure that we're even going to make it out of this building. And I told Bob that. Bob, you can take your time, but you don't, we don't know anything about time. Right? And he walked out. You know? And I, uh, it's not over for Bob. He's back at church even while I'm here. I just got a message from a friend. Bob's back. Of course Bob's back, right? Because does God ever stop pursuing you? No. He's never going to stop wanting you. He's never going to stop coming after you. Bob can think, oh, I'm not coming back to church. Have you ever said stuff like that? Well, here you are today, everybody, right? Here, how many of you have ever said, I'm not going, and you're here today? Right? This is God. God, he's invisible. I always tell children this. He's invisible, but he's not imaginary. He, there's a difference. He's invisible, but he's not imaginary. And that invisible God is pulling. He's pulling at your heartstrings. And Bob is back in church, right? Bob thinks he's in control. <laughs> you don't know God, Bob. Yet. Yet. <laughs> Yet, you don't know God, Bob. And so I, I, have, I have peace about the Bob story, even while I'm here, that God is still pulling. He's still drawing Bob. And Bob will ultimately say yes. I really believe that. Okay, but this is just leading me to my final point here. We have a choice about this life. Okay, if we're an unbeliever, and we know that, we just haven't fully placed our trust in Jesus Christ, have not fully yet decided, I'm, I'm deciding to follow Jesus. I'm going to answer that pull and say yes. I haven't done that yet. Okay, then there's your choice. That's the choice that needs to, to, to happen today. That's the choice that needs to be made today. You need to say yes. Yes to Jesus Christ. The greatest thing you can ever say in your entire life is yes to Jesus Christ. He's the only person who will never disappoint you. 
The great light of the world cannot disappoint you. In him there is no darkness. You know why people hurt us? There's darkness. They've been hurt. They know. They know what it feels like and know how to repeat it, right? But in him, there is no possibility for that. There is no darkness. Say yes to him today and become one of his little lights, right? Part of a collective light called the church. Become a little light, part of a collective light called the church. This is God's plan. He wants us to be part of a church, of a collective greater body of lights. Why? Because of the stars in the sky. One, God didn't think was a good idea. Uncountable, now that's a better idea. Right? So many lights. That, that's what God wants. He wants us to be part of the collective body of lights, the church. So make that decision today. Perhaps you've already made that decision. You're confident You're confident if you were to die today, you would go and see the great light of the world. You'd go to a place where there is no darkness, no need for a lamp, right? You're confident. Then let your light shine. Let your light shine. Stop hiding it. Every day, turn it on. Okay? Every day when you leave the house, Christy, let your light shine. You're going out in public right now, or you're in private, and there's people in this house who need to see your light. Right? Let your light shine, because they will see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. You know what that means? You can literally change the world. You can change the world by letting your light shine and join a collective body of lights and let it all shine together okay which could light up all of Wyoming Valley this church with all these with all these lights shining boy oh boy oh boy Wilkesbury could change right that's the challenge today I hope something about that strikes a chord in your heart okay something about the passing of Jeannie today strikes a chord in your heart and you decide, yes, I am going to join a church. I am going to give my life to Jesus Christ. I am going to receive Christ's forgiveness. I am going to step into a family, a family of lights, a family of brothers and sisters, right? Because I need this. Don't be Bob, even though Bob, I believe, is in good hands. (laughs) Don't be Bob. Don't say, not yet. Today. Today. Talk to Pastor Todd. Talk to Pastor Mel. Today. Just receive Christ's forgiveness. Receive him and follow him. Believe me. You'll be so glad you did. That's it. Thanks. Pastor Todd's coming back up. I just want to thank you for being a part of today's service. I know, I don't know what you probably expected this to look like, but I think this honestly was the best way to honor our friend Jeannie. And I think most importantly, she wants us to know what you heard today. And I hope that's good for us. I hope it will help us think about what we heard today and make use of the day we've been given because that's all we know. Thank you for coming. I hope you would come back. I hope you will hang around and talk to one another. I hope you would get some refreshments before you leave. Let's pray one more time before we leave. Dear Father, 
we thank you for who you are. We thank you for the enormous gift that you gave us in your son. I can't fathom what it would be like to give up one of my children, but you gave up your only begotten son so that we don't have to perish, but we can have eternal life with you. Thank you for that message today. Thank you for what the life of Jeannie taught us. Father, teach it once again to us today so that we can make use of the life you've given us, the light you've given us, and we can glorify our great God. We praise you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Actually, I'm kidnapping the service. Um, today, today is Pastor Todd's birthday, and uh, I'm big enough to let you know that it's his 40th birthday. And uh, so today... Yeah, and, and Todd, there's some people from the church that brought you some cards that's, today, and uh, that's for you. That one, and, that's uh, clever right there. Yeah, and also, there is a birthday cake. Oh, really? Uh, Jeannie isn't here, so we had to go to a grocery store, but uh, there, is, there is a piece of birthday cake. And so, uh, yeah, so on the way out, you can have your dessert before lunch. And then also, we do want to sing. Nobody wants, nobody wants me to lead it, so Mia's going to come and get us started. But let's sing happy birthday to Pastor Pastor Todd. Okay? Yes. Wow. Are you all ready? Yes. <laughs> happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Pastor Todd. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. And folks, there is a piece, have a piece of birthday cake on your, on, on your way out. Thanks Jeannie, for coming. Jeannie's today. honor. Thanks. Day. Blessings, everyone. Yeah. Jeannie took your cake with her. <laughs>